Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Delicious Podcast with me, Jilly Smith. And this week, Gil Meller, who's in residence in the very first interview about his latest book, Time. Resident columnist at Delicious Magazine, award-winning writer for his first book, Gather, and part of the inner circle at River Cottage, where he cooks, demonstrates and flies the flag for slowing down to consider what food is all about. Here he talks about the new book, his childhood, and what time means to him. But first, he talked about the stunning lunch he just prepared for us. Well, I knew you were coming, so I wanted to do something exceptionally sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, beetroot straight out the ground, courgettes um, that are growing on the plant. I just cut some of those. Those we had raw. I thought they were very delicious. They with, were some, with, with some baby fennel and lemon juice and olive oil and salt and pepper. Sometimes those four things, salt, pepper, lemon juice, olive oil, are... All a, a good salad needs, really, or all, all anything needs. I think so. I, I'm, I think that's what really got me about your book, Time, is that it's about reconnecting us with what we already know. That would be a sensible way to describe it. I, I think my, most of my food is very simple. And hopefully when people turn the pages in the book, they see recipes that they are going to be able to easily achieve at home in their kitchens and when they see the pictures it might inspire them to have a go um i'm not overly interested in complicated cookery yeah i mean for for example take us through that what you just did with those beetroots it was incredibly easy but beautiful yeah well that is a prime example of how good ingredients can really make a dish those young beetroots, there were some yellow and red ones. Mm. I pulled them out of the ground, gave them a quick scrub, and then put them on the barbecue. Uh, it was a smoky barbecue with some hard wood, so they took on a really wonderful flavour, smoky flavour, and then they crisped up on the outside and went slightly bitter, and in the middle they were soft and sweet. And that essentially was was what I was hoping for. Yeah, what we're talking about is brilliant ingredients and we're not talking about really expensive ingredients we're talking about things that you literally can pull out of the ground now obviously not everyone is going to to grow their own vegetables but these are um you know beetroots are not very expensive no 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 no. anyone um can pick up a beetroot at the the supermarket or, or the farm shop or you know in the market maybe on on the weekend it's a very approachable, easy, delicious vegetable, and it's it, you know it's not unusual. Um, I think 
it's it, it's just a example of of something that treated simply can be super super delicious, and that's that's what I I did, and I think you know given how it tasted that that we proved that point. Um, overcomplicating things is unnecessary. So, yeah, my my kind of philosophy has always been to to start at the very beginning with good ingredients, and then everything kind of falls into place quite naturally. You don't yeah. you don't need to. Um, be a be a genius. You don't have to overthink it. No, no, you don't have to be a kind of Michelin starred chef to to turn out some really wonderful food. Yeah. Now, your the last book, Gather, was about you know how your attitude to finding the food from the land and bringing them all together to create your dishes. But this one is about time. It's about the time to slow down and and cook, but it's also about the the time to to think about food yeah the title time it was a bit of a long shot but I think it makes sense I think people should be able to connect with it um, it is it's all about the time it takes to cook it's about making time to cook it's about reflecting on the times that we've eaten together that we've cooked together um, it, it, it kind of it's an all-encompassing title and at the end of the day good food and time, uh, you know, it, 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 they kind of go hand in hand. I know that sounds a bit strange, but... Uh, well, they it, do, it's, and it's a meditation on time. I, I mean, I think that cooking is a very meditative practice, actually. Oh, it is, yeah, without question. Yeah. Um, it can really help us just to... Just, just kind of take stock, really. I think we all live such busy lifestyles. Um, we're always doing something, whether we work in the city or in the country, you know, it, it's it's worse than it's ever been in terms of how involved we are with with our working lives so to cook something even in the simplest sense can ground us it can take us back to a to to a point where we we can um, find ourselves and find our friends and our family around a table and that's really important so the very act is is all interlinked with yeah. with making time and you know we're sitting here in this beautiful valley at, at river cottage and it feels like a a world away from the busyness of mm. most people's lives i mean do you think that people can have what you have here by taking time to cook or do you have to have that kind of rather sort of rarefied world? I mean, there's a lot of people who live in the countryside, for example, you know, or people who manage to have that meditation on time that we're talking about and find those spaces within the day. I wonder if you're just an incredibly lucky guy. I'm very lucky to live where I live, but it had no bearing on the, the context of this book, actually. I wanted it to be much more approachable than, than Gather, Although Gather was very approachable, it did concentrate on a few ingredients that maybe you, you wouldn't have access to in the cities and, and uh, in the towns, some forage things and so forth. But th- the idea with time was very much that wherever you are, whether you're you know, working in an office and you're leading a, a mad, busy working week, you can come home, flick open this book and cook something mm. um, it's it's really really approachable and and as as we said earlier all the recipes are very very simple and it's just that act of taking the time to do that um it, it can it can really improve our 
our lifestyles. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, last night, typical Sunday afternoon, actually, it was rain was pouring down outside, putting that breast of lamb in the oven mm. for a slow cook with the haricot beans with olive oil, lemon, delicious, and and garlic and rosemary. Amazing. But I was, I didn't do anything. I just let the oven do it. But I was yeah. giving myself the time to have something really amazing on a on a Sunday. If we can make that time to cook something, whether it's taking several hours or whether it's taking 10 minutes, uh, it, it's, it's just a genuinely good thing. Um, but everyone kind of knows that. And everyone who, who takes time to cook at, at home or at their family's homes knows it's good fun and knows mm. they, it does them good. It does their, their, their kind of soul good. Um, so I'm probably not saying anything new. It is a it's reminder. a little bit of a reminder. Um, but the title also is quite personal in a way because I suppose it reflects my time in the kitchen, um, my time growing up um, in, in the kitchens of my youth, in the kitchens of um, my, my, profession, my professional side of my life. Um, so it reflects all that as well. The wonderful thing about your books is, is they're beautifully written and it's a really good read as well. But you take us back into the kitchens of your childhood, which is very special. And it gives us a little insight into the Gilmella, who we may not know. Um, growing mm. up, there's a wonderful piece right at the beginning of the book in the introduction where you take us through right from your high chair yes. in several <laughs> kitchens right up to you know your teenage years and it's very evocative um and you refer to things that both your parents made in that time so dad's spaghetti it was an absolute classic it was um spaghetti with bacon garlic and parmesan lots of black pepper and he used to make it when my mum went out to work and all the kids loved it. We all loved it. And the reason he did that when she was out is because she hated garlic. Um, but it was very simple. And he still makes it today. And whenever he makes it, it takes me back to that point in, in my childhood. And I think there are all sorts of dishes that we eat as people that take us back to a certain time, a certain point in, in our childhood, in our upbringing, a certain room in the house, a certain place you're on holiday. Uh, the, the senses always bring us back, and I think taste is, is, is a massive one in, in, in that context. Yeah, and I, I wonder, I mean, you know, we're a new country of food. Really, it's only happened, I think, in the last 20 20 years really since mm. since food culture really kind of became a thing in Britain sure. and the very few people who I talked to who whose parents cooked are the ones who have those extraordinarily rich memories of their childhood were you aware at the time of how unusual you were I mean did your friends share that experience of food with you did I bet their parents didn't cook spaghetti I mean, that particular dish wasn't that unusual, but it was very delicious. It was the way it was made. And I must admit, I felt quite lucky with my parents um, compared to the parents of my friends because they, the, the food there was very run-of-the-mill. It was kind of fish fingers and chips and mm. peas and stuff. And I'm not saying that we didn't have that mm. too, but alongside that, my mum was, uh, she, you know, she when she had time, she cooked the most amazing 
home homely food mm. um, because she was interested in food because she, she because she loved good food and mm. she loved taste and she loved flavor and she loved the whole experience of taking a, a bunch of ingredients and making something delicious with it i mean as a kid i wasn't overly interested or aware of her goings on in the kitchen mm. apart from when she put down this you know amazing bowl of soup or this um plate of mussels and sauté potatoes or whatever it was did uh, you cook with her occasionally but i wasn't the kind of kid tugging at the apron strings wanting to be involved did you chop and chat was it that kind of kitchen table imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It was... The kitchen table at our house was the kind of centre of the universe, really, as far as the goings-on in the house was concerned. It was where everyone hung out, it was where all the the, the kind of plans were made and, and ideas were discussed, and um, it wasn't until I was a bit older, you know, that I started really taking an, uh, an interest in how she went about creating this or that. Do you remember what the moment was where that changed for you? I think it just—it probably happened over a period of time. You know, it, it was maybe something I ate that triggered me to think. You know, how how actually did did she put that together? You know, what are the ingredients in that sauce? Why is it that that tastes so much better than than the one I tried the other day at someone else's house? All those little things can can be catalysts for further investigation. You know how how a child's mind works. And was it about the food or was it about time with your mum? I think it was probably a bit of both, really. Mm. Um, It was more about how we came together around the table Mm. um, for Sunday lunch, how me and my brother and sister came together after school around the table and Dad had made something because Mum was at work. Um, 
all these things shaped the way I thought about food and how I thought about the kitchen as a space and a place. And it's all been really important in how I think about food now, now that I'm, you know, that that I'm a cook myself. Mm. Um, I don't think we can underestimate how important those experiences are as Mm. we're growing up, Mm. even though you don't take them in or maybe then you don't take them in. Later on, they, they have a real bearing on, on how you view food and how you, you view taste and, and the sensation of texture and, and flavour. It's, it's all from the past and how it's, how it's played out in your, your life as a, as a younger person, I think. Yeah. I, I've noticed that there are two types of cooks. There is the food writer who's quite poetic and thinks of food in a quite beautiful way, in a meditative way. Mm. And then there's the more intuitive cook who, or chef who might not necessarily write anything at all. Did the, did the beauty of the food, the poetic experience of the food, drive you to want to be a writer? Or were you a writer naturally and you just kind of, the words, splurged onto the page? I was never a, I was never a writer naturally, Julia. Actually, I was um, I was just a chef, yeah, and a chef who who loved good ingredients and loved the act of cooking and eating. That was all I was. Um, but I think if you love something a lot, it can be quite easy to write about it. Um, if you're passionate about something, you can speak about it. If you know something in detail, you can talk about it for a long time. So it wasn't that difficult to to take some of my love of food and put it onto onto paper, really. Um, you know, it's uh, all cookbooks are, are really quite different. Every author's approach is different. Well, I suppose some people take you to places, for example. There's a lot of cookbooks about going to different places. The places that you take us to are in your memory. They're in you. Yes. Um, this particular book was quite a personal journey. And it is mostly about dishes that I remember, times that I remember being in kitchens, um, wonderful experiences that have all centred around food. Yeah, that's very much the case. Um, But I hope it didn't feel overly sentimental. In the back of my mind, I wanted it to be something that all the readers could connect with. Mm. And I think we've all grown up, we've all grown up in kitchens, we've all been spending that time eating in kitchens and it it, it kind of will stack up with everyone or make sense to everyone in one way or another Um, but I just I I suppose I wanted to um, I suppose I've developed my own little voice when it comes to talking about food and writing about ingredients and what they mean to me and where they've come from and um, you can do that in a very practical, matter-of-fact way, or you can do it in a in a slightly romantic way. I tend to do the latter, and it, it makes sense, and I enjoy it, and I think it helps people to engage with the ingredient, and it can inspire people to have a go at trying the recipe. Mm. Um, 
some of the recipe introductions that I read in other cookbooks can be a bit boring to be prosaic I mean you know yours are poetic they take us to a a time that's very personal for you I think they do and some um, really are unconventional but I do that partly because I enjoy being unconventional when it comes to making cookbooks and partly because I think I think there's a different place for a, a voice on food writing yeah Definitely. And the, the, the format of the book is that we go through each of the seasons, but we go through each of the times of day of each of those seasons. What was the idea for that? The idea was to make a different cookbook, basically. Um, so I, I thought that by splitting it up into morning, day and night, having three very simple chapters would, would be a way of doing that. Um, Essentially, it's it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But morning, day, and night play to my poetic side a bit more, <laughs> and it totally makes sense. So morning runs from spring through to winter, as does day and as does night. So in theory, in terms of it being a very user-friendly book, in the middle of winter, if you wanted to know what to cook on a cold night, you'd turn pretty much to the back of the book. So it should, it should be very easy to use in that sense. But also there was a certain charm about morning, day and night. And for Andrew Montgomery, who photographed the book... Beautiful photographs. Yes, he's, he's outdone himself. Amazing guy. Can't believe how lucky I am to work with him. But he has captured the essence of that time of day in, in, in every chapter in the most beautiful, subtle way, without over-egging it. You know, it's, it's pitch perfect in a way, dare I say so myself. <laughs> no, it, is. it is, absolutely. It's, it's a beautiful book. Um, you're going to probably win loads more prizes with it. Um, do they, oh, do they matter to you? Yes. I would say anyone who creates anything wants to um, get praise. I mean, whether they're an architect or a painter or a writer... Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal is for someone to say to them, we really like what you've done. And if someone said that about my book, I'd be over the moon. If it came by way of, a, of an award or something like that, you know, who, who wouldn't like that? So in a way, it, make, it means more to me than, than book sales does. Yeah. Don't tell my publisher <laughs> that, of course. But um, yes, it would it would be amazing if it went down um, in the way I, I hoped it, it does. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it will. Well done. Thank you very <laughs> much. Indeed. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast. Do let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast by getting in touch via any of the Delicious Magazine's social media channels. And don't forget to subscribe via the Delicious website, iTunes or your podcast app. Next week, food writer Sybil Kapoor tells us what tastes like home on the publication day of her brand new book, Sight, Smell, Touch, Taste, Sound, A New Way to Cook. See you then.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.